This is Hoss Fight, and my name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Gotta listen to that theme song each and every time. I love it so much. I I hope you are well. I hope those you love are doing well. And I hope that you can tell that this is a present-day podcast. We are not going back in time. Uh, Again today... And part of that reason is, as we move along in the tournament of nerdiness, I begin to realize how ridiculous some of these cage match rankings are. And I think we always knew that. But in some cases, it is just egregious. Uh, the, The number of just absolute travesties of justice. Um, I I don't want to spoil things for you, uh, but I will tell you that an old-school classic 80s hoss that many of you listening really enjoy was a 16-seed. And the the five seed and the four even the fourteen seed, it was it was just bad. And I debated not telling you. I debated making the changes and not telling you. And I didn't make the changes in the original version. And we'll have to compare and see how things work, but it was bad. And rather than subject you to anger and outrage i was just like you know what i've the the dam has been broken i have already given myself permission to make some tweaks not only in terms of the matchups from the past but also in terms of the rankings and so i did some serious one two three four i moved at least four or five people around same names for the most part i did get rid of one um But, you know, I've made some moves, and uh, I'm okay with it. And I think if anyone was going to protest uh, the sanctity of the tournament, it was actually going to be me. And so if I'm okay with it, I presume uh, that you will be also okay with it. And so since I am ready, and I hope that means that you are ready... I believe we can begin. Our 8-9 matchup uh, was not changed. One of the, actually, no, half of the the matchups were not changed. The 8-9 matchup is one of those. The number nine seed is Hardcore Holly. And I think this is interesting. This is a good name because something that I don't think we have discussed, had to have my water, it is, just so you know, I know I'm supposed to keep things evergreen. Uh, I won't tell you when I'm recording this, but I will tell you it is 7.47 in the morning. So the voice, not fully warmed up yet. Me, 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 Better. Sparky Plug was not a hoss. 
Bob Sparkplug Holly was not a hoss. Bob Holly of the Job Squad, not a hoss. Bodacious or bombastic Bob, whichever one he was in that new Midnight Express team that I love to love because I know how much Jeremy hates it, it was not a hoss. Hardcore Holly is. And it's an interesting thing to think about in that for some people, not everyone, but for some people, the act of hossitude, being a hoss, is somewhat dependent on the character that you are portraying. And in the case of Bob Holly, or whatever his actual name is, let me look that up quick, Hardcore Holly. In the case of Bob Howard, I think Bob Howard, the man, is a hoss. The gimmicks he was given, not hossy. But the man himself was a hoss. And so when he finally was allowed to be uh, a version of himself, sort of turned up in the Hardcore Holly character, his natural hossitude showed up. Billy Gunn of the Smoking Guns, not a hoss. Bart was. Bart was the bigger one. Billy was the high flyer. Billy was the, you know, the Ricky Morton of that group. Um, you know, then I think he, and certainly he built himself up. If you look at Billy Gunn in 94, I think he was around in 94. If you look at, you know, early Kip Sop, he was not built in the same way that Mr. Ass was built. So I think the point is, in some cases... And we're going to talk about this again on this page. Uh, you are built into a, your character can sometimes depict your haughtiness. Uh, he's going up against a wrestler who's the character would not suggest was a hoss. Um, the largest cruiserweight I've ever seen, uh, L.A. Park, a.k.a. La Parca. Uh, I don't know if he ever wrestled for the cruiserweight title in WCW, if I'm being honest, but he was certainly a luchador. And one presumes that all luchadors are cruiserweights, which is a poor assumption on my part. But as a teenager, not knowing any better, that was my presumption. Um, and that was as egregious of a belief that LaParka was a cruiserweight as believing that Buddy Matthews, newly signed to AEW Buddy Matthews, uh, weighed 205 pounds at any point. His leg alone weighs 205 pounds. So in a matchup, I do believe LaParka is a hoss, uh, but Hardcore Holly clearly has to win that matchup. Our number 10 seed, Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat. Now we can use the transitive property here. If Booker T is a hoss and he was the smaller member of that tag team, Stevie Ray, the bigger part of that tag team, must also be a hoss, and there's no question that he was. Uh, I was never a big Stevie Ray fan. I liked him more on commentary than I ever did as a wrestler. And he is taking on one of my favorite hosses in the seven seed. The greatest theme music, one of the greatest entrances. As a kid, as a nerdy kid growing up in a, a rural town in eastern Connecticut, uh, what I thought was, you know, I looked to... Um, in some ways, you know, I had friends who were skaters. Part of me wanted to be a skater. 
And I was always a little fascinated with the goth community. So when a man comes out of a rectangle of fire to just bang in music with glasses and a puffy shirt and a chalice, I will freely admit that young DC Matthews wished he could be as cool as Gangrel. Gangrel is our number seven seed, most certainly a hoss, most certainly beating Stevie Ray and advancing here in hoss fight. Our 11 seed is Tyler Rex. So far, haven't touched the brackets at all. Our first two matches, no, no tinkering. Our third match, no tinkering. Tyler Rex, uh, if you remember the movie The Chronicles of Riddick, and I hope that you do because it's just, it's quite good. Uh, there is a point early on in the movie where they are, lo- bounty hunters are looking for Riddick and they track him to this ice planet. And he is kind of like standing on a cliff. And then at one point he's standing on a plane. I think his hair is in dreadlocks. It may just have been long and shaggy. He's got the glasses. He's got a beard. That's always what I think of when I think of Tyler Rex. I missed all of Tyler Rex. Was one not watching wrestling at all during that time. He had the size where you see a picture of him and you go, yeah, that guy could be a, a big star. And then he wasn't. And he is going up against an awesome opponent in the number six seed because he is awesome. He is Mike Awesome. Can you hear that? Like, it's ice. It's snowing now. And it sounds more like ice. Uh, Awesome Mike Awesome, which was a really stupid name, uh, is the number six seed. And he will just run right over Tyler Rex. I don't think we need to talk about it a whole lot. Mike Awesome advances. Our number five seed, I had crossed out, the, actually no, I should do the number 12 seed first. I usually try to start with the lower seed. Our number 12 seed, I'm, I'm not going to tell you all the tinkering that I did. I'm not going to go through all of it, but there was some tinkering here. Our number 12 seed is Ole Anderson. Now, if you're saying to yourself, hey, he's an 80s hoss that a lot of old school wrestlers would at least appreciate, then you can now say to yourself, he was probably the number 16 seed, which is true. Um, He was the number 16 seed, and they had the audacity to rank him as a 16 seed. And by cage match, that just means, you know, of the 256 hosses that I found, he was not ranked as highly. Uh, But I bumped him up to the number 12 seed, and he is taking on the number 5 seed, Mike Knox. My only exposure to Mike Knox has been, within the last few years, trying to watch WWE CW. I didn't get all the way through, but I saw Mike Knox with Kelly Kelly. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, But not great. And Ole Anderson, being part of the Andersons team, and then a founding member of the Four Horsemen, and the voice of Shockmaster, who we talked about in the last episode... I clearly have to give Ole the win. He did not get out of the first round when I initially did this. He does now. He beats Mike Knox, advancing in our tournament. So now I need to tweak this. Hold on, please. Oh, no. Actually, I don't need to tweak that. That would stay the same. Once again, I crossed out Mike Knox's name and rewrote it. Anyways, uh, our number 13 seed is Mr. Hughes. 
I have always enjoyed Mr. Hughes being a glasses wearer myself and being somebody who, if I ever was a pro wrestler, might need to keep his glasses on because I really can't see very well without them. Um, I always liked Mr. Hughes. I thought the look was cool. I did not know Big Bubba Rogers when I started watching wrestling. I knew Mr. Hughes. He was the first, between Diesel and Mr. Hughes, Diesel was the first bodyguard character I can remember. And then Mr. Hughes was the first bodyguard character I can remember who wore the suit and the suspenders and the tie and all of that. By the time I knew who Big Bubba was, that was after the Big Boss Man, after the Guardian Angel, after all of that, um, I didn't appreciate... Big Bubba as much as I do now. Uh, but I like Mr. Hughes. And I think the number 13 seed is a little low. His opponent, according to Cage Match, the number four seed was Ryback. I hate Ryback. I loathe Ryback. If I walked by and saw Ryback physically on fire, I would try to put him out because I am a nice person. Um, but there would be a part of me that would have some sick, twisted sort of joy knowing that he, I, you know, I don't I mean he's fully immolated. Like if his hand was on fire, you know, I would try to help him cause I'm a nice guy, but there would be a part of me that would go, <laughs> you suck. Uh, and I don't want Ryback in this tournament. I just don't like him. And again, I am completely disrupting the sanctity of the tournament, and maybe it's because I started this in July and August, and now it's February. I'm okay with that. I threw him out, and I replaced him immediately with someone that I have seen now that I am watching 1983 wrestling, and he is carved out of granite. I did not know that the missing link was so ridiculously jacked. He is huge. And he's going up against Mr. Hughes. And unfortunately for the link, uh, because I like Mr. Hughes more and have seen Mr. Hughes more, I'm giving the win to Mr. Hughes. Uh, I am just saying that at least now the missing link is in the tournament. Having said that, I wish I had picked somebody else that I have seen, and I'm going to have to make myself a note to try to get, if I have to take somebody else out, I know who I want to replace him with. There's an old school hoss uh, that I want to replace him with, but it won't be this. I did do the missing link, but Mr. Hughes will win. Mr. Hughes will take on Ole Anderson in the quarterfinal. Our number 14 seed, Ludwig Borga. Ludwig Borga. I remember liking him. Again, this gives you a sense of the sheltered life that I led. I knew Ludwig Borga before I knew Ivan Drago. And so when I saw Rocky IV, finally, and saw Ivan Drago, I went, oh, you kind of are like Ludwig Borga a little bit. Um, I liked Ludwig Borga as someone who was a Tatanka fan, Ludwig Borga, I believe, is the person who broke Tatanka's undefeated streak, and that was a big deal to me, made me kind of angry at Ludwig Borga. Uh, But otherwise, not a great wrestler, didn't last very long. And he is taking on our number three seed, Wade Barrett. 
bad news himself. Uh, now he's doing great on commentary. He is certainly a hoss, um, purely because of size. I'm sure he is a very tough guy. Anyone who is a pro wrestler is a very tough person. It just has to be the case. Uh, but Barrett doesn't exude toughness in the way that many of these other hosses do. Having said that, he's going to beat Ludwig Borga and advance, which means that this needs to change because Borga actually wasn't the 14 seed. He was the 12 seed, and I just moved things around. All right, so Barrett advances. Let me make sure that I'm... All right, our number 15 seed, Playboy Buddy Rose, certainly a hoss. The character doesn't exactly go with being a hoss, but he certainly qualifies. I didn't watch a lot of him. Uh, what I've seen with him and Doug Summers in the AWA against the Rockers was good. The number two seed. You ask me to pick the toughest men in wrestling. Of course Haku's going to come to mind right away. I would throw Brock Lesnar in there. Uh, you could throw Taker in there. Um, and then in recent years, since starting to watch New Japan, there is but one name that comes to mind when I say toughest wrestlers. And it's not Yano, don't get nervous. Although Yano might size-wise qualify as a hoss. Anyways, uh, he is Mr. Kaze Ninare himself, Minoru Suzuki. Just, just saying the name makes me happy. Just saying the name makes me happy. Minoru Suzuki decimates Playboy Buddy Rose and moves on in the tournament. He will take on Gangrel. Poor Gangrel. Poor Gangrel. Bad, bad seed. And by I mean that bad, bad place in the tournament. I didn't change that. I could have tweaked things to maybe give Gangrel a little, but nope. Nope. That I'll keep. I will keep the sanctity of the tournament in the sense that I will let Minoru Suzuki wrestle Gangrel. And hey, maybe Suzuki's afraid of vampires. You don't know. You don't know. Our number 16 seed is Rick Titan, a name that you might not know. He is the fake Razor Ramon. Come back in time with me. The year is 1996. I am 13. I have read enough uh, PWI magazines um, to, you know, I know that this is not real. It's still fun and enjoyable to me, but I know that it's not real. I know there's some um, hijinks, and I know there's things. And I know, because I've watched wrestling, I'm now watching Nitro, I know that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash have gone to Monday Nitro. But I am young enough to believe that when they announce that Razor Ramon and Diesel are going to be on Raw, I think that's how they did it, I was young enough to be like, oh, maybe they can do both. Maybe they're going to come back and like say goodbye and then go be Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And so when this portly, uh, uh, barely holds a candle to Scott Hall guy shows up with the trying to be Razor Ramon, I was like, oh, you are the worst. And I was mad at the WWF 
for trying to convince us that this was really Razor Ramon. It was it was even worse than like the huckster and the nacho man. Um, and then the fake Diesel comes out and I go, you know, that's not bad. That's actually not bad. You you did you did an okay job of finding a guy who looks the part. He's big, he's tall, he, you know, if you're not paying that much attention, you might think that's Kevin Nash. You're never going to think Rick Titan is raised to Ramon, but you might think that Glenn Jacobs, the future Kane, uh, might be Kevin Nash. And so that, to me, kind of, you know, worked. But that Razor I I have never liked Razor Ramon. He was a 14 seed, and I was like, no, you go to the 16 seed. I was fine with him being in the tournament as opposed to Ryback. And then we have the number one seed, which is an interesting name. Because, yes, he is a hoss for sure. And, yes, we have seen time and time and time again that Mick Foley is one of the toughest wrestlers in the world. He has taken more ridiculous bumps than anybody else. But when I think Hoss, Mick Foley doesn't come to mind. Maybe it's because Mick Foley, the name, that guy, is cuddly and the cheap pops and the thumbs up and the grin and then he shaves his head at one point. That guy is not a hoss. That guy is a teddy bear. He is not a hoss. Was Cactus Jack a hoss? Certainly. Mankind? Yes. Dude love? Eh. But, you know, yeah, good enough. But I think Mick Foley, when he became Commissioner Foley in that goofy sort of character sort of takes the haussiness out. You know, you can forget, I think, even though he only has one ear, and even though he's missing teeth, you can forget watching him bang his gavel and play silly with William Regal. You can forget that this is the guy who got choke slammed through the cell and fell off the cell and got hit with chairs with being handcuffed. Having said that, he is a no-doubt number one seed, and he's going to easily beat Rick Titan. So here we go. Quarterfinal matchups. Mick Foley versus Bob Holly. Great match. Mr. Hughes versus Ole Anderson. Okay. Minoru Suzuki versus Gangrel. Give it to me. Wade Barrett versus Mike Awesome. Very intriguing hoss fight. Let's move to our constellations. Let me make sure everybody's in the right place here. Yep. 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 I think we're good. Ludwig Borga versus Tyler Rex. I've never seen Tyler Rex wrestle. I am pretty positive on that, so I can't judge Tyler Rex. Uh, so I'm going to give Ludwig Borger the win. Because, again, for Kid DC, Ludwig Borger was intimidating and scary, and he certainly fit the Hoss character. Stevie Ray will beat Buddy Rose. Again, just lack of experience on my part. Mr. Hughes versus... Oh, no, this is the missing link versus Mike Knox. I have, don't have a ton of experience with either of them, but I'm going to give it to the missing link because, again, he just looks the part. I've seen, I think, one or two matches plus a couple of run-ins. Certainly scary, certainly hossish. And then I'm giving uh, L.A. Park the win over Rick Titan. So I'm just crossing all that out. So our double loser bracket. Rick Titan versus Mike Knox. 
Buddy Rose versus Tyler Rex. Uh, Mike Knox defeats Rick Titan easily. Rick Titan's clearly going to be our 16th seed. Uh, I will give Buddy Rose the win over Tyler Rex because I've seen him. Um, I will give Tyler Rex the win over Rick Titan because he can't have been as bad as Rick Titan was. That fake race, it was just the worst. I should have, if I didn't put him in that elimination chamber of bad gimmicks, he should have been one of my first entrants. So Rick Titan is 16, Tyler Rex is 15, and then I will give Playboy Buddy Rose the win over Mike Knox because didn't he wear, like, the gimmick where he just talked about himself being, you know, so incredibly attractive, looking like he did. It's funny. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, Mike Knox is 14. Tyler Rex is 13. So already that is a big thing. Somehow, for some reason, back in the summer, I gave Rick Titan the win over Mike Knox. I don't know what I was thinking. All right. Quarterfinals time. Yeah, right, right. Wade Barrett versus Mike Awesome would be a great match. Both similarly sized, but Mike Awesome, I gave the win to Wade Barrett um, back in the summer. I'm changing my mind. Mike Awesome was great. He was tough. Uh, the things he did, the fact that he could fly. Wade Barrett was not an aerial wrestler. Mike Awesome dove off stuff. Uh, I'm giving Awesome the win over Barrett. Barrett will wrestle L.A. Park. Man, this is a mess now. Uh, Minoru Suzuki is going to beat Gangrel. I'm sorry, Gangrel. I love you. You cannot beat Minoru Suzuki. It's just impossible. So Suzuki is going to win. Gangrel will take on the missing link. Uh, Mr. Hughes versus Ole Anderson. I'll go ahead and give that to Ole Anderson. Again, I will, I will credit the 80s wrestler of Ole Anderson over Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes will take on Stevie Ray in what would be an interesting match. And then I will give McFoley the win over Bob Holly. If you go to that bar fight idea, would I rather be fighting McFoley with Bob Holly at my side or would I be rather fighting Bob Holly with McFoley at my side? That's a little tough. I would think Bob Holly would win in a bar fight, but I don't know. And Mick Foley had the longer career, the more successful career, and certainly can withstand punishment more than Bob Holly. So I'm giving the win to Mick Foley. All right. So Mick Foley will take on Ole Anderson. Minoru Suzuki versus Mike Awesome. Oh, that match would be good. That match would be fantastic. L.A. Park versus Wade Barrett. I'm going to give that to Wade Barrett. I appreciate that L.A. Park still was wrestling in MLW as of a couple years ago. Don't know if he's what he's doing now. Give him credit for that. And he totally changed his style to match his age. But Wade Barrett's going to win. Uh, Gangrel's going to beat the missing link. So we're going to get L.A. Park versus the missing link in the next round. Gangrel's going to advance. Uh, Mr. Hughes is going to beat... Stevie Ray, and Bob Holly is going to defeat Ludwig Borga. So our next group of, this will be 12 through 9, 
I will give L.A. Park the win over the missing link. Again, length of career, the fact that he changed his style. I will give Stevie Ray the win over Ludwig Borga. So missing link versus Borga. We got to go with the missing link there. Ludwig Borga is 12th. Missing link is 11th. And then I'm giving L.A. Park the win over Stevie Ray. Stevie will be 10th. L.A. Park will be 9th. So far, so good. Wade Barrett versus Gangrel. Our next consolation matchups. <sighs> Wade Barrett versus Gangrel. I love Gangrel. I do. I really, really do. And the fact that he is stuck with that vampire gimmick for two decades means he has to be somewhat tough. But I don't think he's the right answer. I think it's Barrett. I think that's the right answer. So Barrett's going to win. And then Bob Holly's going to beat Mr. Hughes. So our matchup for uh, seventh place, Gangrel versus Mr. Hughes. Both sunglasses, both wearing nice shirts. Uh, would be a fun matchup to see. But yeah, vampire rule. Always wins. Gangrel finished seventh when I did this the first time. He will finish seventh yet again. Mr. Hughes is in eighth position. Quarterfinals. Mick Foley's going to beat Ole Anderson. Uh, to tell you the truth, Ole Anderson finished ninth when I did this the first time. Um, so the fact that he has made it this far is a better representation and respect for him. But uh, Mick Foley is going to win. Ole Anderson will take on Wade Barrett. And then, as awesome as Mike Awesome is, and he was very, very good, Minoru Suzuki is going to win that one. So, uh, Mike Awesome will take on Hardcore Holly. Another great match. Our final, which has not changed, it was the same in the summer. It's the same now. Mick Foley versus Minoru Suzuki. Wade Barrett versus Ole Anderson. I'm giving that to Barrett, I think. Yeah, I am. I'm giving it to Barrett. Hardcore Holly versus Mike Awesome. I think I got to give that to Awesome. He's bigger. He's probably stronger. He's more of the, you know, heavyweight who doesn't wrestle like a heavyweight. I think I will give it to Mike Awesome, which actually means that our consolation final is exactly the same. They literally have just switched places. Uh, just based on the way the brackets run, Awesome was on top, Barrett was on the bottom, and now that's switched. So our sixth seed is Ole Anderson versus Hardcore Holly. I've seen Hardcore Holly more. I'm giving it to him. Ole will have to settle for being in sixth place, and you will have to settle for Ole being in sixth place. Hardcore Holly is in fifth. Did we get a Barrett match? Awesome matchup. Uh, we did, and I gave it to Barrett in the first round. No, I gave it to Awesome in the first round. Um, I think I got to do that again. So apologies to Wade Barrett. But I think I got to give that to Mike Awesome. Wade Barrett is fourth. Mike Awesome is third. And then this summer, I said that Mick Foley would beat Minoru Suzuki. I don't know that I can keep that up. I know that Minoru Suzuki loses. Like, I get it. I think he has 
because he wants to be able to do what he wants to do and wrestle where he wants to wrestle, clearly championships are not on his list of priorities. So I understand he loses a lot, but this is a hoss fight. And if I'm in a bar, I don't care where I am, unless I'm fighting Haku, I don't know that there's anyone else I want at my side but Minoru Suzuki. Like, unless Haku's an option, I mean. Minoru Suzuki might be up there with him. So I think I got to do another switchity-do and give Minoru the win over Mick Foley. I really think I do. So, yeah, we. I'm glad we didn't do... Uh, I didn't play the past episode. I may not. I may be done with that. If I'm being 100% honest with you, I may be done... Like, I may have recorded those episodes and we're just going to get rid of them because... There are things I'm changing. Like, I'm looking ahead to the next one here. Um, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could I could make, you know, it's not a bad bracket by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I could, you know, there's a name I could easily take out and replace with the name I just wrote down. But either way, Minoru Suzuki has won the day joining Samoa Joe and The Undertaker and JBL. I understand Haku's not in this group. Minoru Suzuki got a number one seed. Haku's a number three. We'll see how that works. Mick Foley is a number two seed. Joining Vader, Mick Foley and Vader in the same bracket. That's fun. Number three, Mike Awesome. Along with Masato Tanaka. That makes me feel good. Wade Barrett. In number four, with Miro, we could get another League of Nations sort of thing. Number five is Hardcore Holly. Ole Anderson at six, along with Sergeant Slaughter and Butch Reed and Don Morocco, another very much Mid-South, and Kamala and Adrian Adonis, and Typhoon. Ole Anderson and Shockmaster in the same bracket. This is meant to be, people. Gangrel in the, at number seven, along with Snitsky and Bully Ray and Hulk Hogan, just lots of ridiculous gimmicks. Mr. Hughes at number eight. L.A. Park at number nine with PCO, which would be a crazy matchup. Stevie Ray at number 10. Missing Link at number 11, along with uh, the great Kali and Big Cass and whole bunch of other people. Ludwig Borga at number 12 with Luchasaurus and Pirate Paul Birchill. That will be silly. Buddy Rose at number 13. Mike Knox joins that crazy 14 group with the Ultimate Warrior and Evad Sullivan. Tyler X at number 15 with Mojo and Luther Reigns. Again, a lot of people that I just didn't know very well. And that fake Razor Ramon joining Brackus and the Giant Silva. Oh, 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 what a bracket that shall be. Folks, we have three more pages, and then we're done with the first round. Uh, there's still, as I said, some big, 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 big all-time names left. I can't wait to get this done. I hope you have enjoyed this episode, although if you didn't, there's not a thing I can do about it now, but I hope you did. 
My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, and I will see you the next time we just check out. No, we can't say check out. The next time there is a group of big men, we're going to keep ourselves out of it. I will see you the next time there's a big group of meaty men slapping meat.